Welcome to a podcast, uh, an IC9, IC10-9 uh, podcast. I'm your host, Larry Wiggs, with my co-host and wife, Randy Marie. You have the privilege of listening into a conversation between us. It's about one in the morning uh, on Memorial Day, Monday. I'm not talking to him myself, am I? Hello. Oh, Lord. Randy. She was just here. She's hiding because she's shy. Kobe, where are we? You're at 109 right now. Randy. I don't know why she's being shy. Randy? Yes, you can't hear me? Oh my gosh. I'm recording right now. Why couldn't I hear you? Okay, hang on. Randy? Okay, hang on, Randy. Hang on. Let me see what's going on. Maybe I'm not connected la dee da dee da it says I'm connected why isn't this huh we're gonna have to start all over let me call you I'm gonna call you back Randy I cannot hear you Randy I can't hear you at all I don't understand why I cannot hear you Everything is working. I'm going to call you back, Randy. Bye. Let me play some music here. Okay. I hear the music. Yes. The music is working. The music is working. Hello? Randy. Can you hear me now? Absolutely. Um, I was talking to you during the during the whole thing. Uh, that's weird. I, I had to call you. Oh, uh, okay. So that's, try again? No, no, no. I've already called you. So now you you and I are, are, are talking. We're communicating. And, uh, so am I being good. recorded? Should yeah. I start talking? Yeah, you're, you're, you're hey, on. Hey, everyone. This, what, we're, this is, what, one something in the morning? Yep, one oh three. time. Yep. <laughs> Darn, not one oh nine. Something will Almost. happen at yeah in in six minutes. Something will happen. Something good. Something good. Something magical will happen. All right. Right. All right. So let's see. We're gonna. I'll I'll play this for you. This is Kendrick Lamar talking about his experience in Africa. Let's listen in on him. Here it goes. or whatever and I'm just ignoring them because from where I come from it's just panhandlers yeah you, know? you don't engage you know? Randy what happened oh, man I lost Randy let me get her back on the phone what happened 
Hello? What happened? I got disconnected. Hmm. Okay, so this, this little <clears throat> thing is is acting up. All right, I'm going to try this again. I'm going to try to play this um, Kendrick Lamar <clears throat> um, interview. All right. Here okay. we go. Here we go. Because from where I come from, it's just panhandlers. Yeah, you, know? you don't engage. Yeah, I don't, I don't engage. I know what you're going to do with the money. You're going to smoke it off. You're going to get some crack or whatever. Even if, even if how much you tell me that you want to do this one, I know what you're going to do. So, I'm Randy, are you there? Yes. Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. We're good. Great. Okay. Great. I'm going to rewind it a little bit um, farther back than where I started it. Um, and mm -hmm. to give you some, to give everyone some um, background, this is Kendrick. Kendrick Lamar um, describing an interaction he had with the homeless man in Ghana. This is the interaction he had. All right, so let's rewind it. Let's try it again. Here we go. You ready, Randy? Yes. Okay. On the side, you know, situation where at a gas station to give the homeless man in Africa when he was stopping at a gas station. To okay, I'm just gonna play the whole. Um, video i was only going to get kendrick lamar's verse or excuse me his words but the the gentleman has done a fine job of narrating it before kendrick speaks so i'll let him do that work so here we go from the top of the, the top of the video here we go you ready randy i'm ready all right randy can you hear that Yes. Oh, okay, cool. Here we go. Let's keep it going. Okay. Nine Side Entertainment, make sure you like, comment, subscribe. Kendrick Lamar says he believed God spoke to him through a homeless man in Africa when he was stopping at a gas station to give the homeless man a dollar. Check out this clip. You know what I'm saying? Right. And this was one particular situation where I came across this... Uh, as, as, as evidence, again, being out there. I'm looking at this guy on the side, you know. We stop, we, we're getting gas or whatever. And I'm just ignoring him. Because from where I come from, he's just panhandlers. Yeah, you, know? you don't engage. Yeah, I don't, I don't engage. I know what you're going to do with the money. You're going to smoke it off. You're going to get some crack or whatever. Even if, even if how much you tell me that you want to do this, when I know what you're going to do, so I'm not going to engage in it. But. The moment I actually engaged him with him, he said, God bless you. You hmm. know, this is your calling. And it blew my mind. Like, really tripped me out. Making me think, these are moments in my life deeper than just handing somebody a dollar. Hmm. These are actually moments of integrity, being able to actually talk to somebody. Me talking to him was simply a thank you right. from God, you know what I'm saying? Right. And I felt God speaking through him right. to get at me, you know? And, and it, it was really a real trip. And I tend to always bottle these ideas in because I want to share them with the world. Putting these records out is a gift for me because I'm not only a voice for myself, but I'm a voice for people who can't express themselves like that. Okay. Mm, interesting. So those were his words. And what I will add to that is that, um, 
you know, when you are alone with yourself, that's when you find God. Mm-hmm. When, when all of the distractions and all of the um, noise is quieted and you sit with yourself. I mean, that's why the Buddhists sit in meditation. You're, you're unlocking your deeper self. And I think that when Kendrick Lamar was out there in Ghana getting some gas, he was alone. His spirit was quiet. His spirit was unencumbered with all of the stressors that you have in Los Angeles when getting gas. Right. And so he was open. He was... He was open to, you know, receiving something, receiving a message. And that message came in the form of a homeless man saying to him, God bless you. You know, you're on the right path. That's what he said, right? You're on the right path? Right. Okay. So basically, was this, I was wondering, was this after he gave him a little something or was it like towards, uh, or was it before like he actually like gave him something like, was it like, did he say those words like prior to him, like approaching him? Like, I was just wondering, not that it matters. I think, I think the way that he explained it was he was. Um, he gave him the money and mm-hmm. at, in response, you know, he mm-hmm. said, okay. <clears throat> and that like, like Kendrick said, it was a moment of integrity. It was like, Kendrick, what are you, what are you doing? What is your purpose? What are, you know, what are you, are you just going to ignore this man or are you going to serve, serve another human being, you know, be in right. service. And so when he shared and he gave that gave of himself gave of what his hard earned you know wealth mm-hmm. yeah then he got his reward in the form of yeah a deep message right so it was more than just a thank you it was just something that sat with him and made him think like wow it it really like you said resonated with him because for him to talk about it in the interview and then to like also like you know be in this place like away from home just like you said just having that just being open like as far as receiving um just being in the moment to like receive messages like that um open up like spirituality all of these things something i think that for I think what it is is human beings have the capacity to study the world, study the universe, and it's our job to make some sense out of all of it. We stared into the sky, we looked at the the patterns in the sky, and we we arrived at. And I was speaking of ancient, you know, societies. But, right. but human beings arrived at, you know, sciences um, from what astrology and uh, astronomy and, uh, you know, the maths, the sciences by staring into the sky. 
and mm-hmm. making, you know, making some sense out of the world. And um, these, and so when we have these moments, yeah, or... when even so, yeah, a moment like the one that Kendrick had, his, you know, his mind you know, human nature is to make some sense out of it. And making sense of it is saying, you know, this was God speaking to me. And no one can really argue because no one knows, you know, for sure, like, hey, no, that wasn't God. That was just, you know, (laughs) (laughs) Billy Bob. That was just, you know, whomever. But I mean, that's the power of humanity. We have the ability to ascribe meaning to things. You know, if we look at the streets that we, um, the streets that we drive down, they have been given names. And those names were given to those streets by men, by man, mankind. Right. And this is the world that we live in. You know, they're different streets with different names and, you know, and it's, um, And then, um, what else? Yeah, I just really like that story because Kendrick was talking about his experience in a foreign land and and me with my experience in a foreign land. Um, Yeah, it's just easier to talk about it because, well, for one, I'll talk about Grandma, Grandma Florence. Okay. When I visit her, she'll talk to me. She'll tell me about um, the the squirrel in her backyard that's been eating the avocados. Right. Okay. <laughs> Maybe, <laughs> for 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 starters, okay. Grandma's older, of course. She's in her nineties, and and Grandma, you know, lives alone. So that that solitude affords her, um, you know the ability to, you know, speak or, or to communicate with God clearly, mm-hmm. freely with, you know, unencumbered, undistracted, you know, uh, unmolested. Right. And, and I think that, you know, the animals, <laughs> that, that's God talking to, to grandma. So I went over to grandma's mm-hmm. house and um, she told me that she said, Larry, there was a squirrel um, sitting up on the, on the brick wall with a um, avocado <laughs> eating this brick eating the um the avocado on the brick wall and i sat there and i looked at him do you know this squirrel stopped turned and looked at me and he said and what you gonna do (laughs) really and then he went back to eating his his uh avocado now of course the squirrel didn't say that this but of course this is what grandma imagined and she said all of this is what you know, it felt like, it's like, and so she ascribed meaning. She's like, she put meaning on, um, she put the words in, into that squirrel's mouth because this is what it looked like. That look that the squirrel gave her looked like, hey, what you going to do? I'm over here just enjoying myself. Just, you know, never mind me, whatever. Um, <laughs> so that's grandma's experience. But then there are other times when I've been over grandma's house and when, um, you know, the relationship that she has with her dog 
is so near, so close. Oh yes, I know that. <laughs> that she'll 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 speak to her dog, Bootsy. She'll mm-hmm. say, "Hey, I'm going in the house. You coming in with me?" And Bootsy will understand exactly what she said, and he will run into the house. Right. I I've seen it with my own two eyes. Yeah, and so there's this. There's this thing. And then, okay, so that's one example. But then the another example is um, in the book, The Alchemist by um, Paolo Coelho. There is, uh, in the first, first few pages, there's a description of a shepherd, uh, a young boy, who's the, the protagonist in the story. But it's the young boy and... It describes his relationship with his sheep. Okay. That he is, you know, he's the shepherd. He's herding them and stuff. And it, it describes something to the effect that um, the young boys, excuse me, the sheep have um, become accustomed to the young boys, uh, like, sleep pattern or something. Like, they have, mm-hmm. they've been around each other so long that um, they are aware of each other's patterns of behavior right and so in the book it says the young shepherd says i don't know if i've trained these uh sheep to uh, follow me or if i'm following the sheep if they're leading me but because our our um their behaviors were so in sync mm-hmm. but um so, I mean, that's another example of just, you know, animals and, and human beings because, yeah, it, I think it kind of relates to grandma and having spent so much time with her animal, you know, right. that, you know, things, you know, unfold the way that they do. And then in my case, you know, when I was in the desert, those goats around the I house. I was to say that. <laughs> Yeah, they were out there, and I was like, I'm going to take a picture, and I'm going to post it to the Instagram and share it with friends and family so that they can see how I'm living, which is, you know, bizarre and wild. And, hey, you guys can look at look at this picture and laugh. I have goats in my neighborhood. And then I had a moment there where that goat stood on my, on my shoe and looked me right. in the eyes and... It was, it was, uh, it was a moment in that moment. I didn't think much of it. I thought it was weird that the goat stared at me the way that it did. Mm-hmm. But you know, that goat also really got my attention because the goat's hoof was on my shoe, on my new shoe. Ooh, yes. <laughs> you know, I, I, I get your attention. I love those shoes. I love, you know, having nice, comfortable shoes to wear. And I'm like, um, I'm like, how dare you stand on my new shoes? I keep things clean. How dare you dirty them up? But the goat stood on my foot and looked at me as if to say, don't even concern yourself with these shoes. There's something more important for you to be aware of. Mm-hmm. That's my story. Do I have time to add something? I don't know if it's off topic or if it all makes sense, but this is what I get from 
like our previous discussions and including like this, like this clip that you shared. Um, so basically you're trying to say that um, having this like relationship with like animals and or just being in the place to like being alone or taking yourself out of your environment, like just like I said before, being in the moment, just kind of like taking everything all in. That's when you start to realize and notice things. So it's always, it's like around us, but it takes us to like be alone, or like I said, be away from our home, um, to actually notice these things, to, I am trying to word it in a way that I don't, I know what I'm trying to say, but it's, <laughs> I don't think it's coming out that well. But well, do you understand what I'm trying to say? Like, think about, you know how they say, um, they they market, they market to us, and they say, do you want to get away? Do you want to recharge? Come mm -hmm. on this retreat. Spend thousands of dollars and come to this yoga retreat in the in the jungle, and you can eat holistic foods and you can do all of this stuff, um, or <clears throat> You know, uh, let's get away for a retreat in, I don't know, Jamaica and these nice, mm -hmm. these nice places. Why are they taking you out of the, uh, the city? Why are they taking you so far away? And what is, what, what kind of value does, does removing yourself from the city have? And experiencing mindfulness, like just being like get, clearing your thoughts. Yeah. It's, being aware of your surroundings it's 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 uh what is it reducing the the number of stimuli right the noise all of that that we're so exposed to like in the city or in our everyday life there's so much to distract you and to you know steal your attention away from what really matters mm -hmm. that when you get into those when you get you know next to nature and there aren't many distractions not much is i guess changing i mean everything is always changing around you but you know there's only a few things to really focus on maybe a waterfall maybe the waves at, at the beach but you're not focusing on this person who's driving next to you who's, who's about to cut you off who's just cut you off who's um, standing in line and uh, someone who's, who's arguing with someone in, in the front, you're not getting all of that, those, that sensory, you know, input. Mm -hmm. Right. And so the mind is, uh, is, is in a relaxed, in a very relaxed state, I think. And so, um, and that's like the optimal, I think the optimal, um, point or level where the the mind needs to be it's, i guess it's it's at, at rest right and um where then the the mind can function at its optimal because otherwise all that all that stimuli just um over exerts the mind the mind has to focus on so many things and then it becomes tired and and distraction yeah and when it's tired it doesn't have the the opportunity to perhaps make a connection 
make a right. proper connection. It's it's it's, and then when it's it's relaxed, then those proper things can happen. I suppose. Um, your senses, your senses light um are heightened as well. Mm-hmm. There's a. Uh, let me see. The Arasta was asked about sleep. The, the mm. Rasta was asked about sleep. Now imagine if you're working in the city and, or if you're on a grueling schedule and you ha you only get two hours between two and, you know, four hours of rest every night. And people say doctors suggest eight hours is optimal. <laughs> um, the Rasta said that sleep is, um, well, while we sleep, he said, while we sleep, we fast. Right. And it's a it's an imposed fast on your your body, and you have to fast because fasting is good for you, because it removes the toxins from your body. Mm -hmm. You are in a state where uh, I've got to find. Let me see. Let me just pull up that video. I do so much. I watch so many videos. I'll just have to let the Rasta explain himself because I'm not doing a, a good job of it. Let's see. At least you have the reference. You can always like go back to it. Yep. If you had to. I think what we should do is we should um, we should um, have these discussions on a regular basis so that I can pull up the videos that I've recently watched. And, okay. and we can share and discuss them and build. This is building right here. This is what the, the five percenters call building. Oh, okay. Because you're taking, you know, your experience and then you're you're talking about it. Right. And we're making some sense out of it. Just like Kendrick was making some sense out of his experience. You know, we're making some sense out of this experience. Right. It's almost like philosophical, like this, like what is your interpretation of what's going on, what's being said, what anything, you yep. know, it's like no right or wrong answer, just right. Then your brain, your mind just, you know, express itself and like, what is it that I'm, you know, seeing or hearing or experiencing? All right. So I'm. I wasn't able to find it. Um, I'm just going to type in Rasta. Okay, here it is. I just found it. Uh, I typed in Rasta and sleep. And okay. I found the video. It's called Importance of Sleep is Misunderstood. This is Dr. Aris Latham. Um, this was uh, recorded or this was uploaded one year ago. And this is on YouTube. I Never Knew TV. So, here we go. Okay. <clears throat> we get There's never ad. been a more transformative. Turn, this, turn the ad off and. Okay. All right, I'm gonna just skip it and go. I like annual for the fact. It's a two-minute video, so let's hear what he says. Okay.
sleep. Oh, well, sleep, you know, well, we need to stop really uh, looking at the concept as sleep because we get a misunderstanding of what the whole process is. So it's really all about fasting. So yes, fasting is important because every time we go to sleep, every time we, we close our eyes, every time we shut the digestive system down, the body automatically goes into repair. So the more waste, the more toxins that are in the body, then the body needs more time to sleep. The less waste in the body, the less toxins you have to process, less time you need to sleep. So, you know, if you want to live a longer life or at least have more time to live, then keep your body clean and, you know, you won't have to go eight hours into the body shop at night and fast to get the repair work done. Because that is the reparation period. Sleeping is the reparation point. This is when the body breaks down the cells that it cannot utilize and build new cells. So when we wake up in the morning and we go into that break fast period, that's another eight hour phase if we're living you know, a natural uh, in the moment life. So fasting eight hours, that's your sleeping mode. Breaking the fast, eight hours, that's the elimination mode. And after that, we have another eight hours to go for the day. So that's the intake mode. That's when we're putting in the fresh, raw building material to give the body something to work with when it goes back into that sleep mode at night. So, you know, sleeping is fasting, it's healing, it's repairing, and it's rebuilding the body and we can build a brand new body if we follow this system uh, in its natural form and allow the body to just take over, eliminate, build new cells, and hey, there goes disease and all your other blues. Okay. Wow, that's quite the, you know, <laughs> me and fasting, you know, I love that. <laughs> Big, like a, it's a reset, rejuvenation. Big Mike is big on fasting. Oh, really? Yeah, he's always talking about it, and especially throughout the week, um, at least one day, maybe um, two days a week, he'll fast, or he'll do a weekend uh, fast and and try to, you know, spread the word and, and build the team. All right, who's with me? Who's going to fast with me for the next day? Uh, all water fast for 24 hours, 48 hours or something. Oh wow! Connect me with that. Like connect me with him. I I will do it. Yeah. And then, what else about fasting? Um. I just had another idea about the fast. Uh, da, 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 da. You lost your thoughts. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Big Mike fasting. Hmm. Yeah. So that's what he said about it. The body. Can you imagine? So. Sleeping for eight hours is required if you're intake, if you're intaking lots of toxins. Right. But if you're not. Yeah. Then, then you can, you can, you, you can get recharged in a very short amount of time, depending on what your, you know, the health, healthy foods that you're intaking. Right. I never knew that. Hmm. Interesting. I think this all ties into... Like, remember we're talking about, like, the state, like, our body has to be in to notice things, to be aware, everything. 
to receive the message from, I don't know if it's a higher being or a higher thing to help guide us. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, how do how do how does one maximize their their time? You you make sure that your body is functioning as po as as best as you can, and then your brain. Make sure that your brain is is processing or is uh is working as properly as it can. Right, <clears throat> like you said, maximize your time, or maximize your. You just talked about it. Um, the optimal. Oh, you're just talking about it. Um, we're just uh, maximize like the state that we're in to like like um when you're uh, quiet or the noise isn't around. What did you say? You just talked about it. <laughs> you know what I'm, you know what I'm trying to say, right? Oh my goodness. To reach your maximum or your optimal, you said, um, it's like what your body, like the state it's in to like, you were talking about like the Buddhist and like to like receive like, um, optimal capacity, um, function. Yes. Um, yes. <laughs> it was that simple. And I lost my thought. Yeah. yeah all of that. It's important. So, I don't know. I think that's that's all that I've got for right now. Um, you know, Kendrick Lamar talking or receiving a message from God in a foreign land. And I just think that's how it goes. That's really how it goes. You do... You... Yeah, you do receive messages when you're... I mean, let, let me... Yeah, you do receive messages when you're when you're far away from, you know, when you're outside your comfort zone. That's why people say, you know, get outside your get outside your comfort zone. Things or happen. Or you're more aware, right? Or you you're more aware of it. Maybe it happens often, but we're just not aware. We have to put ourselves like outside of our comfort zone, or just be away, or it's you know, not our normal state to receive these things or realize you know not realize but you know what i'm trying to say jump in here <laughs> uh, I, well the one thing i think is i think about is something that i've heard um, people talk about they said that um a group of humans meditated they 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 went to a, a particular uh location and they meditated there were many many humans in a particular maybe it was a building and there were hundreds of people in this building and they began to meditate and they said that like i think they i think the result was crime within like a mile or a mile one mile radius around that that location mm -hmm. crime was reduced um, specifically around that time when they were uh, meditating or um, so the point is like literally these people and their um, their meditation had an effect on their environment wow and 
Now, I don't know where that story is. I'll have to do some research again. This is just something that came to my mind. I remember people talking about it, and and people bring it up, I, I'm sure, in the holistic um, you know, yoga community, and they probably right. talk about it and say, you know, you know, people got together and, and they changed. They literally changed the world, you know, in that from where they were. So I think that although we have to remove ourselves from, you know, these um, busy societies, mm-hmm. um, I think the lesson is that if we work in concert within these um, societies, if we work together, if we meditate together, if we, you know, conspire if we work together to build, to do things together, then we can change, or or rather we can do uh, greater things than we could have ever done if we were, you know, an individual having an individual experience far from the city. Right. So that's just another idea that um, and, and maybe all of the distractions that we have in the city are, you know, to break us down and, and not allow us to make the, or to in order to draw that conclusion that, hey, we all need each other in order to develop, in order to um, to affect change in the world. Oh, that makes sense. OK. And so when you're when you're. When those connections are not being made, when there's more tension between, you know, two like-minded individuals, if, if there's more tension between them than actual, um, you know, love and support, then the development and progress isn't made. But, you know, if, if we're naturally, you know, loving and supporting beings and we're doing just that, loving and supporting each other, Especially at the gas station, when we see each other, oh, I got you. I'll give you that. God bless you. Right. Rather than just ignoring that person, you know. know. Right. Yes. Makes sense. I I want to add something too, if I have time, really quick. I don't. We're not bound by any time limits, so it's just a matter. Oh, of, I know the battery life. I wasn't sure. Oh, but we're not being on cam- We're not on camera, so it's different. So kind of like, like a shout out to our childhood friend, Ebony. She practiced or she um, performs Reiki. And I had a chance to experience that with her. She performed, performed it on me like a couple of years ago. And basically I, I can explain it. Like she can tell you more about it and maybe you can actually have her like as a guest, she can talk about what she does. But it, it kind of puts you in like the state of mind where you're at peace. You can concentrate. You're um, aware of your surroundings. And she'll ask you some questions. She'll perform on certain things. I'm not saying it correctly. She'll be able to explain it best. But it kind of helps you like just, you know, she'll ask you, okay, what are your thoughts right now? What do you hear? What are you feeling? And it's really deep, and it's it, it's I, it's it's amazing. So I think talking about all of this, having her like as a guest, she can explain what she does, and then it'll make more sense as well 
as you know why we need to put ourselves or remove ourselves from like from all these distractions and things like that where we can just just think and just um you know just take it all in and we're able to like notice um our surroundings and our thoughts and things like that that makes sense yep i think it was man i don't want to misquote i know the quote i don't want to misquote it though let me see mind your summarize it <laughs> well it goes mind your thoughts they become your actions mind your actions they become your habits mind your th- your habits they become your destiny oh wow deep i think that's how it goes and i think it's lao su who said this oh, man i'm trying to type over here uh, let me see uh, mind oh, yeah. Okay. Oh my goodness. Okay, here we go. Mind your thoughts. I think. Watch your thoughts, for they become words. Watch your words, for they become actions. Watch your actions, for they become habits. Watch your habits, for they become character. Watch your character, for it becomes your destiny. Wow, I like that. Yeah, Lao Tzu. Mm-hmm. There's like some involved, like it's in. What is that word? Evolving, like taking one step at a time to get closer to your destiny. And the dest- mm-hmm. your destiny is within you, is within your control. And it all starts wow. from your, your thought. Right. This is broken down piece by piece. Yeah. Wow, I really like that. Yeah. Hmm. All right, so I'm gonna, <laughs> we're going to end the, um, the recording. Our conversation will continue. So, okay. Kobe, where are we? You're at 109 right now. I <laughs> <laughs> love it. Yup. All right, y'all. This is the IC109 podcast, and we are out. Say goodbye, Randy. Oh, I thought that you like shut it down. Goodbye. Good night. Good morning, wherever you are. Yep. All right. <laughs>